If you have your Bibles with you, I encourage you to go to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew 5 here and uh, starting in verse 14. We've been in a series called The Light of the World. Hope you've enjoyed this series. I've appreciated walking through these passages. And the very first week, we walked through how this light has been around for eternity. This is the light of Jesus Christ, and that Jesus is eternal, and He is God. He is our Creator. And so we looked at that in week one. Then in week two, we walked through a message entitled, I Saw the Light. And we looked at the testimony of the Apostle Paul and how he was a man that was in opposition to God. He, he, he hated these people who followed Jesus. He, he was just breathing murderous threats. And then God met him on a road with a bright light and, and it changed his life. And he became this man who, who wanted Jesus and began to preach about Jesus. And you see how God used this man and how God can use anyone's life no matter what's gone on in your past. And then last week we went through a message entitled Lighthearted. If you remember that, and we walked through Ephesians 5, and I, I wore this, this lantern kind of as an illustration of that when we were once darkness. Right? The light of God is not in us by default, but when we come to faith in Christ, we become light in the Lord. Okay, if you remember that from last week. And this week's message is this little light of mine. You can just about guess what's coming down the pike here today. Uh, before we begin, I want to start by praying, asking the Lord to bless this time as we get into his word together. So would you pray with me before we begin? Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time of worship today. And, and Lord, as we spend this time now on just a focused attention of your word and what you want to say to each of our hearts and lives, we ask a blessing right here and right now, Lord, have your way, speak to our hearts, may we respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ and the power of your word, we thank you in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, last week's verse of emphasis was Ephesians 5, 8, that you were once darkness, now you are light, in the Lord, and so that you don't have to stare at me all morning again with this light. I had a couple people say, Man, that's a nice message, but that, staring at that light the whole time was not the most enjoyable thing. So, this passage today is going to talk about how we take this light and we put it on a stand for all to see. You don't have to see it on me now, you can see it over there, but you'll see where this is going as we walk through this passage. Matthew 5. Verses 14 through 16. Read with me here. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. And no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. And in the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. All right, let's begin to walk through uh, this very, very short passage, but I'll tell you what, this might be the shortest passage of the whole Christmas series, but if we don't understand this, if we don't grasp this, if we don't apply this, then you are not living out your God-intended purpose as a believer in Jesus Christ. He wants you to shine. 
He wants you to share his love with people around. And what I think is interesting in verse 14 is he says, you are the light of the world. Now, if you remember, in week two, I read from John 8 and John 9, where Jesus said that he was the light of the world. Now, I think we could all get behind that. Of course he is. It's Jesus. And what he says goes, right? He says he's the light of the Lord. I'm all in on that. But this is Jesus speaking again, and he goes, you are the light of the world. And the only way that we can be light is if he, as the light of the world, is in us, and then we shine. And I think it's interesting that he takes it from himself and says, it's, it's coming to you. You are the light of the world. And he says, no one lights a lamp, then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. So we've got the stand. This light is, is just shining here. Uh, if the room was dark, you'd be able to see this. You can still see this even with the room all lit up, right? So we put it on a stand for all to see. And this, this message makes me think of a little child's song. That's why I put the message title as This Little Light of Mine. And help me with the verses here, but the first one is This Little Light of Mine... I'm going to let it shine. Exactly. And so that's what we do. And, and this verse that we're walking through here illustrates that for us very plainly. You're going to shine. That's what God wants you to do. He wants you to shine this light that he's given you. And verse 2 is hide it under a bushel. And then what's the response? No, don't do that. Don't do that. Instead, you're going to what? You're going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. So I want to take a moment to just talk about that. Hide it under a bushel. So we don't put it on a stand for all to see. And then by the way we live, this light is in us. But if we choose to continue to walk in darkness, even though the light of God has touched our life, what we're saying there essentially is you put it under a basket. And now it can't, yeah, no, exactly, we don't want that. Good job. Got some good listeners in here. No, we want that thing to shine. Last week we talked about how the things that you do can actually darken your heart if you're not careful about the things that you're taking into your spirit, if you're not careful about the ways in which you walk in this world. We don't want to hide it under a bushel. We want people to see this, this light. And so last week was a, a point of emphasis on how you live, living with purity, living with holiness as God has desired and intended for you to live. But this goes even further than that. And what this means is, is we've got to have a little courage to share this light. The way you live is one way you speak, but you also should speak up. Share about Jesus. Let others know about this light that has transformed your life. Does this light in your life mean something to you? Does it mean everything to you? And if it does, then it's something you should be talking about on a consistent basis with others, right? And so we, we realize that it takes a bit of a, a step of faith to share about this light. I know it can be awkward, but that's okay. 
it's worth it. It's worth it to, to share this, this light with other people. We don't hide it under a basket. We let it shine for all to see. And then do you know verse 3? Don't let Satan blow it out. Or the children's version. Don't let Satan it out. Oh boy, that's theologically loaded right there. I know there's the debate, can you, can't you lose your salvation? Look, folks, it's Christmas. I'm not going to get into that this morning. Okay, I know that in a non-denominational church, there's a variety of views on that. But if you remember last week, I said by the deeds that you do, whether you walk in light or you walk in darkness, you can actually darken that light that is in you. So there's the whole basket thing, but then there's also the things of, of the world. It's Satan's playground. And he would love to just kind of, you know, do whatever he can to keep that from shining by all the things that this world has to offer. We don't want this light to be darkened. We want it to shine. And so that means we want to walk in purity. We want to walk in ways that please the Lord. And we know that as we walk in the light, we have fellowship with each other. The blood of Jesus covers us. From our sin. This is what life is all about. And there's no shame when you walk in the light. In fact, when there's times where maybe darkness is kind of around that light, you can confess that to the Lord. And he'll remove that from you. If we confess our sins, he, Jesus, is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's an incredible thing. You know, uh, this year, we got a used nativity that lights up outside. I'm sure some of you might have that. I mean, uh, there's a variety of lawn decor that you can put up this season, whether it's a 20-foot Santa or, you know, uh, whatever. You go through Menards, it's almost laughable sometimes, the things that people choose to, to put in their yard and pay money to do that, too. It's just crazy. So we ended up getting this set, uh, and it's a nativity, Mary, Joseph, and then baby Jesus. And uh, we, we got it all plugged in, and I had bought the parts, you know, the extension cord, and then um, our timer was, was broken. It wasn't working anymore from years ago. So I bought a new one that's it's actually light-sensitive. I couldn't find the one with the timer, so I'm like, I guess this is going to have to do. So I plug it in, and wouldn't you know, boom, there, it's all lit up. Except Mary and Joseph are LED and Jesus is more of the yellow color. It's just like, okay, we probably need to change that at some point. I texted my family a picture of it and I just said, Mary and Joseph knew there was something different about this child. <laughs> and uh, So we're getting this thing plugged in, right? And, and doing what I can to, to, you know, make the Christmas bright. And, and so I, I plug it in and it lights up. It's good to go. And I'm going to go in the house, and I'm going to wait for Brady to, to say, you know, hey, thanks. Thanks for doing that. It looks great. I walk in the house. I'm waiting for it, and I don't get anything. And I thought, what in the world? And I look in the backyard, and it's not lit anymore. I'm like, oh, great. We can't have this, you know. So I go back outside, and I'm messing with the sensor. It lights up again. I'm like, all right. I go back in the house, waiting for Brady. It's off again. And I'm thinking, this is like Christmas vacation, you know. I'm like Clark Griswold here, just hallelujah, waiting for that, right? 
So I'm going back and forth trying to figure this thing out. And what was happening was our motion sensor lights of our garage would go off, which would hit the light sensor and trip it. And so if somebody in our neighborhood was watching this, it had to be laughable. Because it was like Christmas lights and then garage lights. And then Christmas lights and then garage lights. It was just going back and forth for a while. Somehow it straightened itself out. I don't know, maybe Brady went out and fixed it for us. I don't know. But with that illustration in mind, I mean, it could be confusing to the world around us if we're not shining the way God intended us to shine. And so there's these things that can start to get in the way of our life and prevent the light of Christ to to penetrate through the darkness. And so it says, no one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. Instead, it's placed on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. So with that illustration in mind, as Jesus is using this light and lamp, he says in verse 16, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You know what? The things that you do for the Lord are not about you. Have you ever thought about that? It's not about, you know, I feel good that I I did that. I feel good that I went to church today. And I'm glad you're here, and I hope that you're encouraged and uplifted in your spirit, but this service is not a box-checking thing, okay? This isn't like, we got that done, now we carry on with the holiday weekend, okay? The point of good deeds is to glorify our Father in heaven. And so we come and we worship Our Heavenly Father. He is due that worship. We come. We worship Him. That is why we're here. And then the other part of that is as we shine the light through good deeds in Christ, the hope, the goal, as you glorify your Father in heaven, if you shine your light and someone goes, I'm attracted to that light, I want whatever is real in their life, and they choose to go from darkness into light, that glorifies our Father in heaven. It's not about you. It's about what he wants to do in our lives. And so we desire to glorify our Father as we shine. Do you know there's a verse 4 of this little light of mine? Anybody aware of that one? Any guesses? What's that? Shine for all to see. Any other guesses? Till Jesus comes. Let it shine till Jesus comes. I'm going to let it shine. And so we've been given our mandate, our mission. If you have gone from darkness to light, you live as children of light, and you have a call. You're going to let this light shine. Just as Jesus says, you put it on a stand for all to see. Don't hide that light. Let it shine. And let it shine until I come back and I gather all these lights to be with me forever. That is what God desires us to do, is to shine until he returns. To the glory of God the Father in heaven. So we take a little bit of an evaluation here. As I consider verse 14, 
when Jesus, who is the light of the world, says you are the light of the world, I want to change two words for the purpose of reflection. Instead of saying you are the light of the world, my question is this. Are you the light of the world? Let that sink in. Jesus says, you are the light of the world. My question to you is, are you the light of the world? Are you fulfilling that mandate, that call? In order to be the light of the world, you must receive the light. You must receive Jesus to come into your life and change your your heart of darkness and and give you a new heart of, of light and purity. And that only can happen as you come to him in faith and repentance and Asking the Lord to change you and make you a new person. You receive the light. We'll give everyone an opportunity to do that here this morning. But I also have another point of application. And it's just one word. Shine. Shine. That's the mandate. That's what God has asked us to do. He says, once I come into your life, I want you to shine this light that I have given you. Don't get caught up in the ways of the world and and it's like all of a sudden we've done all this stuff this week. But have we been shining? Did we waste another week? Or have we shown the light to others? So with that in mind, I just think it would be kind of fun here to sing a little song, just verse 1, if you join me, this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, get it out guys, this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, some of you don't have your lights, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. You know, there's a classic Christmas carol that speaks to this, the shining, the, the sharing of the gospel, and I think you know it well. It's go tell it on a mountain. That's our mandate. We take this light, we shine it. For all to see as we talk about the shepherds and angels today. While they were watching their silent flocks by night, behold, throughout the heavens there shone a holy light. And then the mandate. Boy, they went and they told people. And we can take some notes from the shepherds. We can look at their response and we can respond in the same way go tell it on a mountain that Jesus Christ is born amen amen would you pray with me here before we close with that song heavenly father i thank you for this time here in matthew 5 and and lord speaking truth to us about the mandate you've created us Lord, with the capacity to receive Jesus Christ through the power of your Holy Spirit, you draw us into a relationship with you. This is not anything of our own doing, Lord, but by the grace of God touching our lives, 
we respond to you today. And Lord, if there's anyone listening that desires to receive this light of Jesus Christ, no longer walking in darkness, but being a child of light, if you desire to receive Jesus right now, I just encourage you to pray with me in your heart and just say, Jesus, I want you in my life. So I come to you, a sinner in need of a Savior, walking in darkness, but seeking this great light. And so today I'm asking for forgiveness of that sin. And I believe that as your word says, we confess our sin, you're faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So today I'm thankful for this forgiveness and I'm asking that you would transform my life. Make me a new creation that shines the light and love of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for this gift of salvation that I receive right now by grace through faith. Father, for all of us, help us to be people who shine the light of Christ. For this is what we've been created to do. We shine the light so that we can glorify our Father in heaven. So, Lord, please use us. I pray that with this holiday season, Lord, from Christmas through New Year's, there's many opportunities to share about Jesus. Let us be found faithful with those opportunities. And I pray, Lord, that as we speak up, as we shine with our love of action and service through Christ, I pray, Lord, that you would draw people to you. And may you receive all glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen.